they were a bunch that, that came together for the one purpose to be with Jesus. But he also hung around with tax collectors and sinners. We're told in Matthew 9, Mark 2 and Luke 5. And I'm, I think perhaps a lot of people use this as an excuse to hang around with sinners. It's not that all he did was love to have a good old time with the sinners. It's he, but he did spend time with them when they came to him. Um, Luke 7 and Matthew 11 says that Jesus said, For John the Baptist came, eating bread, nor, neither eating bread nor drinking wine, and you say, he has a demon. Um, then the Son of Man comes, eating and drinking, and you say, there goes a glutton and a drunkard. And I'm pretty sure he wasn't a glutton or a drunkard, but I'm, I'm guessing from that he fitted in a little bit. He He didn't mind eating he didn't mind drinking wine. John the Baptist was a little bit more odd, wasn't he? He wore strange clothes and he ate strange food and he definitely removed himself from normal society. And I think Jesus perhaps didn't as much. He would go wherever people wanted him. And if that was a banquet, he would have a banquet. And if it was locusts and wild honey, he'd have locusts and wild honey. Um, but he didn't mind the tax collectors or the sinners any more than he minded anybody really I wanted to mention I wanted to give this a special mention women Jesus liked women I shall try not to get emotional because he liked women he stuck up for them in a time where probably they didn't enjoy as much freedom and rights as they enjoy now um, in so many places in the Bible he stuck up for women he just treated them normally. He wasn't a feminist. He just treated them normally. The woman at the well to whom he revealed his identity and said, I am he, um, was a Samaritan woman who, he, you know, his disciples wouldn't probably have even talked to. And yet he goes and has a proper old chat with her and tells her that. Um, he sat talking to Mary, telling Mary whatever she wanted to know. And when poor old Martha came and said, you're leaving me to do everything, he more or less said, oh, leave the jobs, Martha. You know, they're not important. The lady that touched his clerk that was bleeding, he healed her. He had compassion on her. The widow, um, the widow whose son was being carried out, and this is my favorite verse in the whole Bible. It says, um, Jesus looked at her and his heart went out to her and he said, don't cry. Because, you see, I'm, I'm getting emotional. But he was a compassionate man and, and the woman who, in Matthew 15, can somebody read out Matthew 15, 21 to 28? Fastest finger. Twenty-one to twenty-eight. Thanks, Anne-Marie. So this woman's pestering the life out of Jesus. And even the disciples are saying, get rid of her. Get rid of her. She's, you know, creating a fuss. She's going on. Get rid of her. She's not for us. And and he didn't get rid of her. He spoke with her. He listened to her. And he actually came around to her way of thinking. Being God, I guess he already knew that he was going to come around to her way of thinking. But he, he listened to the lady and he healed her daughter. He gave her what she wanted. The woman at, um, who was being stoned for adultery, 
oh my goodness, this woman being stoned for this thing that she had done wrong by a lot of people who had also done things wrong. Jesus doesn't discriminate against her. What does he do? He stands up for her. So this is a woman who's been um, criticized and punished for something. And who stands up for her? A man. A man. Can you imagine that now, even now, in, in a society where women are oppressed? Can you imagine a man being the one? So Jesus, not once, would discriminate against women. He hung around with them. He enjoyed their company. And they even supported him financially. So I've built a little picture of Jesus. And I've just touched on a few little things. Obviously, there's a lot more to him than that. Um, But like I said, we relate to humans. But I think we still find it hard to relate to a human, as for me, a man, um, who was Jewish and lived in another country in a different culture and another time, 2,000 years ago. So I thought it would be interesting to take this man and leapfrog him into the here and now and just see what he looks like. So let's just pretend that he lived now, that he came now, and let's just see um, what we think he might have been like. And please do bear in mind, this is all conjecture. I'm just helping us to think about Jesus, really. So he's a carpenter. We think he's a carpenter um, or a joiner or a builder of some sort. He was skilled. We know he was skilled, so he probably wasn't a laborer. Um, he had a trade, but possibly an architect, but probably not. Um, so perhaps this was Jesus. He might have looked like that. He might have worn a hard hat. Hmm? What did you say? <laughs> people. (laughs) Um, He might look like this, building his wall there with his baseball cap on and his strange t-shirt. That could have been Jesus. If he was an architect, that could have been Jesus. I don't know which one I like the best. I think I like that one, this one, because he just doesn't look like we would imagine it to be Jesus. What would he have worn? I live with four men, and they all wear different sorts of clothes. So two of them insist on constantly wearing sportswear, trackies and T-shirts, whatever they're doing, no matter what they're doing. One of them wears jeans and a T-shirt, and he constantly wears his jeans just that little bit too short. I said to him, when you go to university, I'm taking you shopping, and I'm buying you some jeans that fit you. Um, And my husband, he likes wearing outdoor wear we call him outdoorsy man because he likes to wear sort of climbing gear and walking gear all the time what would jesus have worn if he'd have lived now what would he have favored would he have had would he have been the sort of person to wear a shirt um tucked in and a v-neck jumper over it quite smart or would he have had a nice suit for special occasions would he have worn a nice suit to the wedding in Cana? you see don't forget he fitted in in, a, in some ways, not in all ways, but he fitted in. He, he would have just, would he look like Chris or Peter or Richard? Who would he have looked like? What would he have spoken like? Uh, he didn't come from capital city. So supposing he'd have come from Hull. Exactly. He might have come from Hull. Imagine that. How would the world have taken him seriously if he'd have come from Hull? 
isn't it though? Would he have um, spoken a whole accent, Angie? Well, if he was hot, would he have said he was mafted? <laughs> he would have. He would have said he was mafted. Would he have been rugby or football? If it was rugby, would he be in Rovers or FC? Well, obviously FC. <laughs> obviously FC. Um, the, oh, and that is a, maybe a little bit silly, but maybe a little bit not, because he lived in a time as a man. And he would have done all these things. What if, and I'm just going to say this, leave it and walk away. What if he had been American? (gasps) And now I promised I would walk away. (gasps) He might have been American, but I'm going to leave that there. So... What would he have liked? If he'd have lived in our time, would he, what sort of humour? Would he have liked friends? Marie can't bear friends. Um, but he might have liked, he might have made him laugh. Would he have watched TV? Um, would he have liked, what sort of humour? David Miller's jerks? Would he have liked David Miller's jerks? I quite like David Miller's jerks. I think they're quite funny. I like local jerks. They're right up my street. <laughs> You are. Thank you. Um, but what jokes would he have liked? Would he have been on Facebook? He might have. If he, when he started his ministry, would he have made YouTube videos? Probably. To be honest, he would have reached a lot of people. I can't see why he wouldn't have made YouTube videos. I don't know. <laughs> that was better than my joke. Well done. Well done. When he started his ministry, he wouldn't have been an ordained minister in the Church of England. He wouldn't have been a Methodist or even a Baptist. He wouldn't have had a theology degree. Uh, What would we have thought of that? Would we have questioned it? Would we have thought, does he really know what he's talking about, this man? I don't know. We might have. Who would he have hung around with? So we know... There was the disciples um, who would, were a bunch from all walks of society by the looks of it. But the tax collectors and the sinners. I thought a lot about this and I thought, what is like a modern day tax collector? And I thought maybe a banker, somebody who makes money from other people's misery and skims a bit off for themselves. So when Jesus went to their house and you know, had a nice time with them and socialized with them. There they are. There's the bankers. Can you imagine Jesus socializing with these guys? What would we have thought of that? Wouldn't have liked that, would we? You see, Jesus took loving the unlovely to a different level. We like to think about loving the unlovely, but I think sometimes we have an idea of the worthy unlovely who are definitely unlovely and worthy of our compassion Um, And basically, perhaps a little bit beneath us or something. But Jesus loved everyone. He loved these guys just as much as he loved the leper because Jesus loved everyone. And and that's why he didn't mind hanging around with people who um, perhaps we wouldn't think Jesus would love. There are plenty of unlovely people in my life. The thing that really, people I find difficult are people who are full of themselves, who are cocky, irritating. We all have our different things that people that we struggle to get on with. Um, 
and we all annoy people ourselves, I'm sure of that, but Jesus would, Jesus loved everybody. He also hung with them religious leaders. If they wanted to hang with them, he would go to their house. It wasn't just that he had to live it up with the bankers all the time. He went to the religious leaders' house as well when they invited him. This is the thing, is that nobody was out. See, Jesus, he crossed the culture. He crossed the culture. He would eat with those. He would have ate with the Archbishop of Canterbury. He would have ate with a homeless man. He would have ate with anybody. Imagine the um, woman at the well scene. And imagine that he um, had gone for a drink or something to eat, perhaps with his friends at a pub down Beverly Road. And there was all the Romanian people and the Polish people and um, North African people. It's a big culture of people live in that area. And imagine that it was perhaps a Romanian lady that he'd spoken to and, and, and told everything about her life and, and done the prophetic thing that he did. And imagine if she'd, uh, that would have been straight on Facebook, wouldn't it? She would have, that would have been all over Facebook and it would have perhaps gone viral. And I, what would we have thought of that? Would we have really listened? We, I think these are questions we have to ask ourselves because I think if we don't ask ourselves and we perhaps have Jesus in a little box, that he isn't really in at all. Women. Women. Like I said before, he liked women. He hung around with women and he allowed them to support him financially. Excuse me. So he, he wasn't married. He had ladies that he hung around with and a lot of men that he hung around with. And some of the ladies and perhaps, I don't know, their husbands or whatever, were supporting him financially. We would definitely have had questions about that today. Definitely had questions about that today. And I'll just leave that there. And I, I thought, would we have even recognized this man? Would we have even recognized him? Well, I think we would. Because Jesus was obviously special because Jesus was God. We've, we've made a profile of a man in this day who comes from Hull, likes FC, um, and friends, puts YouTube videos up, is supported by women, mixes with all kinds, bankers and homeless people, and says he's the son of God. Now, I've, I've painted this little picture of a character who's controversial in many ways and very normal in others. Um, and there are people who have come up in, in our, even in our lifetime and said that the son of God or whatever, David Icke, I mean, everybody thought he was mad. And it turned out he wasn't the son of God. Um, <laughs> but what's the difference? All these things that I've talked about are just cultural barriers that, like I've said, we have created, or are not even cultural, just boxes that we've created. What's the difference? The difference is that the whole motive for everything, every little thing that Jesus did was love. Because Jesus was God. We've looked at him as a man, but this man, let's have him back. We won't have that one. We'll have that, I like that one. Let's have him back. This man was God. 
the reason that people did listen to him in a way that we didn't listen to David Icke or anybody else like that, um, the reason that the Bible is still the biggest selling book in the world, I believe, um, and the reason that we changed our calendar and based our whole Western calendar on him to the point that when he died, time restarted, time restarted when he died. The reason it survived, the reason we know him today is because he actually was the real deal. He was the son of God. He was perfect and he was driven only by love and he rose from the dead and is alive today for us to talk to. That's really happened, everybody. That's really real. I would have loved to have met him. Amen.